Patrick McEnroe, and this is Holding Court. Thanks to Raya Eyewear for sponsoring this episode of Holding Court. I've been wearing Raya since last year. During the pandemic, I started teaching more lessons than ever before, especially outside. Raya are by far the best sunglasses for tennis I've ever used. Check them out at RayaEyewear.com. That's R-I-A Eyewear.com. And use the code PATRICK to get $20 off your first pair. They are total game changers. All right, so for this edition of Holding Court, you know, I've been, I'm trying to figure out the best way to introduce this woman. And it came to me that we, you know, obviously I always compare things to tennis, as my fans know about that. But I actually thought of baseball. You, you know, when you see a great baseball player and they say they're a five-tool player, that means they hit for average, they hit for power, they can run, they can feel, they can throw. So then I thought, well, what is that like in tennis? What would that, what would that be in t- Well, you think of Serena, obviously. You think of Roger Federer because he can do it all. He can serve and volley. He can play offense. He can play defense. He can uh, come to the net, whatever you want. And then I thought, okay, Kristen Chenoweth. Now, they, they have a saying, I guess it's in, in, in your world of entertainment, Kristen, that you're, you're a triple threat, right? So you can <laughs> sing, you can dance. You can act, but in your case, it's a triple threat. It's like a triple threat squared because you can write, you can do con. I mean, you do television. What is it you don't do? Let's start with that, please. The one and only Kristen Chenoweth joins me today on Holding Court. Thank you, baby. Thanks for having me. I'm laughing because there's so many things. Like, A, my ability to do math is not mm-hmm. at the top of the, the skill set. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm great at, okay, I love sports. Mm-hmm. The truth is, uh, my fav- I was a long time ago, nobody would remember, but I used to be in college uh, engaged to a professional baseball player. So when you said that about baseball, I was like, I've always loved baseball and I love tennis. I love mm-hmm. basketball. I love, I love, I love competitive sports. See, okay? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, so, I didn't know you were engaged to a baseball player. See that? So it's amazing oh, yeah. how my mind works. Yeah. It just, I just found that somewhere. I think you have ESP. <laughs> <what I think. laughs> <laughs> and he, um, he was, you know, I've spent many a time in a rehearsal room and then going over to those baseball games and he was a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did play wild thing when it came out there because mm. he was either on like he threw left about 93, but, or he was off. There so was no he, in between. Right. He threw lefty with heat, <laughs> but if he, if he, if he wasn't around the plate, it was trouble. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, um, you know, what, what's so sweet about what you just said, I, I am not ashamed to admit that I love, I love being competitive. It's, mm-hmm. it's why kind of, I want I was so glad you asked me to be on your show to me, sports and theater, we ain't that different. Mm-hmm. Um, the important thing, and, and, and you know you know this with tennis, obviously you want to beat your opponent, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, in my world, I want, I love the idea of being on a team. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in a show, especially if I'm, you know, my name's above the title, I'd like, I'd like everybody there to feel like, hey, I'm going to pass you the ball and you're going to volley it to someone else and mm-hmm. then they're going to volley it back. That's what I want. Right. That's what my dream is. When I find myself in those positions, even in life, where it's not working out that way, boy, can I get hacked off. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, can't people 
like why aren't we aren't why aren't we together right and, well, you know why aren't we building each other up you know I mean, what I mean? yeah and, and theater is maybe the most collaborative of of the arts and and, and mm-hmm. other than maybe being in an orchestra uh now you've won a tony you've won an emmy of course that was in uh, pushing daisies and of course you won mm-hmm. a tony and you're a good man charlie brad but way back in the 90s can you believe that 99 <laughs> You won your Tony, yeah. uh, but, but, but I've heard you say in some of your interviews too, that, that, that collaboration and that, you know, when you, when you were thinking about your speech, when you did win the Tony, that you wanted it to be about everybody, you know, and that, that's not just the other actors. That's the, the director, the writer, mm-hmm. the people that do the lights, everybody backstage. It really is the most collaborative. And is it the most rewarding for you? I want to know because I know you, you've been very successful in television. You, you have your own show at one point, and I, I know you're big in your concerts all over the world that you've been doing that, well, in, up until the last year, of course. But what, mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. thing, the, the, the one place where Kristen Chenoweth feels the most at home? Okay, here's the truth. Um, I'm a creature of the audience. Mm. It, I've got to have it. It's like I, I love doing film and TV. It's fun. It's it's a different beast. Um, but if I have a live audience under pressure, I am, I don't know what it is about me. I can have like Meniere, I have an inner ear problem. I can, I've had the flu. I've had vertigo. I've had uh, broken toes. I've worn casts. Mm. But I go on. I mm-hmm. just, I, I just, there's something in me that with that live audience, whether it's on Broadway in a, in a, show or on Broadway or uh, in a concert. I like the relationship mm-hmm. between artists and, and audience. And then it's a, it's a, it is a volley. Okay. It's a volley. If I listen to them, mm. if I listen to my audience, they're going to tell me what, how, how it's going and mm-hmm. where I need to weave in and out. So I have had to become a great listener, so to mm. speak. And that's, that's just the truth. I, when I'm doing a TV show, I will actually ask the camera guys to be my audience, <laughs> if, mm-hmm. especially if it's comedy. I can't help it. It's just in me. And so that's where I feel most comfortable. And there's a few of us, um, not m- more than a few, uh, those of us alive that can do it, that should. And because it's, a, it's, it's you know, you understand, Pat. You know, you you know, one of my best friends is, happens to be your wife. So mm-hmm. Melissa and I talk all the time about like people think things just happen. We just walk out there and it happens. Mm. There's so much work and process and rehearsal, just like you would for a match sure. or a, right. a a year of touring in tennis. Uh, Wimbledon. You we work at it all the time. And so my greatest challenge, and I know you didn't ask this is to turn my brain off at night. Mm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that trick, would I'm you fam- let me I'm, fr- I'm familiar with that, Kristen, okay? Because uh, <laughs> the woman you mentioned who I've been married to for over 20 years now, uh, that, <laughs> that, that light doesn't go off. To, I'm like, finally, I finally figured it out. I finally said, Melissa, listen, I love uh-huh. you more than anything, honey, I, but listen, I got to go to bed. I mean, you know, I, I got to go to bed because I like to go to bed a little early, wake up a little early. I know, you know, it's 11 o'clock. It's time for your song. I mean, I got it. You know, then you, you can't come down until one or two, but that's not working for. So, you know, now we've got that agreement. Things are definitely, I mean, things have always been great, but they're even better now. But I, I do want to ask you about that because it reminds me of something like what you just said. I mean, obviously, 
Like I work at our at our McEnroe Tennis Academy now, working with kids. I know how important that that mm -hmm. is to you. I want to talk about mm -hmm. that with you as well. But when I watch these kids now, I'm thinking to myself, man, like tennis is really hard. Like it's it's like it's like it's really hard to get like like I mean, forget my brother, okay, who was number one. How did I even get this good? I mean, to be a pro. So when you when you go back to when you were a kid, and I know how you got started, and you you talk a lot about being adopted, and then how your mm -hmm. your parents did so much for your singing and your dancing, but you finally got the chance to sing in the in the church choir, and you got the one mm -hmm. of the roles that was for the adults. But when you look back to how it started. What is the thing that you remember most that you bring to the stage when you're now this big, huge star? Uh, I was about eight when I got my first solo. And again, my mom's like, it's, I said, my mom will go up to church and try out. She goes, it's, it's for the adult choir. I said, I don't care. I still just want to go, you know. Mm. So God bless my parents. They're both engineers, Pat. So, you know, they've got this alien child that they love. But, you know, like I was adopted, I'm engineering like that's I have no idea like I couldn't tell you now what my dad did <laughs> right. for his career but um I will tell you the one thing that I remember they did do for me is when she dropped me off she said well just whatever you do just go for it mm. you know and mm -hmm. and just go up go up there and go for it and realize it's not really your song you know but mm -hmm. go for it so I went up there and this is just the people trying out, you know, and I, I grew up in kind of a mega church in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So I get up there and I sing a song and wait for it. This is a true story. It's called, I'll sing just a tiny piece of it. it goes, I'm only four foot 11, but I'm going to heaven and it makes me feel 10 feet tall. <laughs> anyway, it's a song. And I thought, well, that song's basically written for me. So mm -hmm. I sang it and everybody, everybody auditioning and everybody, they stood up and clapped and the choir director came over and said, now, I don't, you can't be in the church choir because you're too young, but you're going to sing that this Sunday. What it taught, and then I walked out, what it taught me was this. And then Sunday comes, by the way, and I, I don't do as good, mm -hmm. okay? But I do, I still do all right. But what it taught me was don't let anybody tell you. If you love something more than anything else, which I love music, you know I do. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody tell you no. And mm. even if you have to give, do another job to do what you love, which I have done, um, do it. Do what, if you cannot see yourself, this is for your listeners, anybody in any uh, sport or counting or running a company, this is the best advice my dad gave me. If you can't see yourself doing anything else and loving it, then, you, then you're in what you're supposed to you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if you can see mm -hmm. yourself doing something else and loving it, then go do that other thing because this, this business is hard. Mm. Oh, it's unbelievably hard. And uh, obviously mm -hmm. it's been, it's been hard for everybody in your world, particularly in the last year. So I know mm -hmm. last year you weren't able to do your Broadway boot camp, which is uh, something mm -hmm. you've done since 2015 with young sort of Broadway hopefuls from all over the country. And now this year you're going to do it online correct i spoke to a little birdie i spoke to who's your your director i i, I did a little extra homework Kristen. i spoke to richard oh, jay I, I sent him a little text i said you know i'm interviewing Kristen later i said he said well, you looking for a little inside scoop i said of course i am absolutely so but anyway he told me that your broadway boot camp which you've done for many years to help kids to give them the experience of 
being on stage and opportunities to be with other great people from from the Broadway community and and so on that you were a hundred percent. No, no, we have to do it this year virtually. So tell me how that's going. I know it's going to happen in a couple months, and and how that's coming yeah. together this year. Okay, so I like you. I've had to look at how different ways to do things, right? Mm-hmm. And I have no problem in saying my age. I'm you know fifty two, um, and I really think back to Bro- Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and we had a Sonic. And Friday Night Lights, that was our, like, that's what we did, okay? We didn't have performing arts. Uh, just wasn't, I mean, I think there was four of us in the choir, so we had a quartet. Right. But I dreamed one day if I ever made anything of myself, I thought, mm-hmm. I sure do want to come back to BA one day. And lo and behold, 10 years ago, they called me. They say we somebody passed away and gave a ton of money to our town. They want to build a theater, and they want, they want to bring in uh, Broadway shows, and they want to have a, name it after you. And I thought, Oh no, no, I'm not old enough. Mm -hmm. And they said, you are old enough. And my my dad goes, yeah, you are. You're old enough. I thought, Oh crap, I am. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hold on. I'm in my forties now. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So we started this camp and with the help of, uh, Richard J has just been a dream for me because he helps me bring in way more fancier people than myself. And when, when I, when we missed out last camp, I was really devastated because we're evolving, you know, with your academy, how it grows and grows and grows. Right. This year, going virtually is actually turning out to be quite cool. And mm. here's how. Number one, it used to be just, I, I was, um, I opened it up nationally last year, but of course it didn't happen mm-hmm. because we were growing so fast. This year, we've gone global. So we have kids auditioning online. And by the way, auditions, stop March 19th. So KCBBC.camp, y'all mm-hmm. send in your audition tape. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting auditions from all over Asia, uh, Argentina, the UK. Um, I, kids that I would never get to work with or meet. Um, and of course, all over the United States. So now what's happening. And then also, if you don't get in the camp, cause I'm, I still want to, I still want there to be that, okay, we're going to take 40 kids. You can audit classes. So you can watch, you can watch if there's a class, for example, I'm giving a class called Soprano Alley. And mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Oklahoma where we're that tornado city. So we're calling it Soprano Alley, like tornado alley. Right. And my former voice teacher who was, uh, is a, is a legend, um, passed away recently. We are doing Myself, Kelly O'Hara, who was also her student, mm-hmm. and before me was Miss America, like 19, maybe 81, Susan Powell. And then we are going to do a class about how, the, the trials and travails of being a soprano. So somebody might not make camp, but they could watch that class. Mm-hmm. The kids are going to be expected. This isn't a participation award type deal. This is hard work. They, they've got to have a place where they can move. We're having dance class. We're having music theater masterclass. We're having monologue. We're having something new I added this year, singer, singer songwriter class, because mm-hmm. of wonderful uh, artists like Lynn manuel who said, okay, I'm not getting parts. Guess what I'm going to do? Write them myself. So I'm trying to cultivate the next generation. I'm, I'm not, not alone. I'm just trying to do my part in dealing with these young talent. And let me tell you something. I know that you know, in tennis, 
there's some people like you watch them and you go, holy crap, they can do that now. Mm-hmm. I'm having the same experience with the kids. It's amazing. I'm yeah, having, right. I can't you, believe what they can do. Right. And then, like you said, like everybody's got to figure out how to do it virtually and like, you know, set up their own space. We have Melissa and I have twin girls who are big into dance and ballet. And mm-hmm. so they've had to figure out how to set up their room and do their class and make sure they have the lights bright and the computer looks in a certain way. So I think mm-hmm. it's I, I'm, I'm very inspired by you and by you know, how much time and effort you've put into just mentoring people. And I'm not just talking about um, kids. I mean, you, uh, even for my wife, who's, can, yes, you guys are friends, but she also looks up to you in a way that I think is is amazing. And you're just such a generous person overall to people in your world. You know, like you said, you're, uh, you, of course, there's part of Kristen Chenoweth who's a competitor, who wants to win, mm-hmm. who wants to be above the title. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you realize that without other people helping you and being part of that team, you can't shine. So, so, it's, so in a way, tennis is right. similar. I mean, sports are similar. Tennis is a little unique because it's so individual. So I've always admired, mm-hmm. you know, I love playing team sports as a kid, soccer and baseball and basketball and so on. I was, I just happened to be better at tennis. So I got drawn more mm-hmm. into that. But uh, when I see the collaboration that comes from your guys's world, I find it mm-hmm. I find it inspiring, and I think that you the fact that you're doing it um, in a way that's inspiring so many people. I mean, I saw those kids at your at your oh. at boot camp. I mean, up on that stage. I mean, that's awesome. Aren't they great? I mean, yeah. just like at your, just like with you, you just look at them and go, if okay, if not if not us, you know, who we've had some success in our area then who it, it mm-hmm. must be done to be able to pass on. And I know you feel this way to be able to pass on, like, guess what? I love telling the kids where, when I, where and when and how I have failed. Mm-hmm. I think it's important in this day and age because we have to be very careful of how, and, and we should be with how we speak and sure. how our, and how respect each other's different processes. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why, um, Melissa and I uh, see eye to eye because we have a similar process. We just have a similar way we work. But there's other people that have totally different how you play well with others. But then, yeah, you know, yeah, when I get behind that racket, do Mm. I want to win? Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah, I want to win. I don't know. I'm sure you've talked about it on your podcast, but during the pandemic, I've been watching. I watched The Last Dance, and, of course, recently I just watched the Tiger Woods Documentary. documentary right yep and i understand these guys mm-hmm. okay i'm not saying i'm not putting myself in those in their league i'm just saying i get it mm-hmm. i understand that when you know when i'm with a team when i'm on a broadway stage i expect everybody else to work as hard as me because i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm working hard mm, yeah, you sure but are. I'm also right. you know i also get there's that there's also then real life mm-hmm. and that's what's changed with my age mm. i understand like hey Guess what? Uh, my my friend is really sick, and I mm. just don't got it in me. I'm start I'm I'm understanding that more. And mm-hmm. if there's a silver lining with COVID, Pat, I don't know. From I'm just speaking personally. Mm-hmm. You know, I um I'm such a go getter that I and I have I've had to slow down. That's been hard, but it's given me lots of time with my thoughts, which can be also scary and frightening. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I have I have accepted that it is time for us as this 
the movement that is happening, which BLM movement is happening, needed to happen, should have happened, had to happen. Right. All these pauses that were having having to happen, especially being a, a God person, I believe for therefore reason. I'm not in. I'm I'm ready for it to, you know. I'm like everybody else. When are we done? Right. When right. are we done? But yep. figuring out, like even us now having this conversation, being able to have this conversation. You know, I love this the the, the your, this podcast. I love that you're doing it. It's a way for people to stay stay and feel connected. There's so much depression and sadness mm. going on, and especially with and I don't know when when this uh, when this will be on Pat, but with the recent shootings in Atlanta, and I mm. don't mean to go there. I'm just saying life's a gift. It's a blessing, and I'm really starting to appreciate. There's there's a song that I believe it's Irving Berlin. Don't don't somebody correct me, but it's um um count your blessings mm-hmm. instead of count your sheep. You could, That's you been could, the hardest part. Could you you could break into song again anytime? By the way, I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'm used to it that. Does, you know, let me hear. I, I, of course you are. Hello, <laughs> probably woken up in the middle of the night. Is this good? I wish. Good? No, I wish. I'd like that. I'd like to wake up for that instead of why can't I sleep? You know, you know, just you know, sing me a song. That's okay. Sing me something, Kristen. Give me something. I can't sing. There it goes. Uh, I can't sleep. It goes. Um, if I worry and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead mm-hmm. of counting sheep. Then I fall asleep counting my blessings. It's very simple, mm, but you yeah. know well, it's that. Like, yeah, you know, three chords is a, you know you get the three. It's, it's like simple to write a great pop song, right? This episode is being brought to you by Raya Eyewear. Over the last few years, a growing concern of mine has been the long-term effects of overexposure to UV rays from my extended time on court in the sun, you know, following that little yellow ball all over the globe. Well, I was also just tired of squinting on sunny days, but my fear was always that wearing sunglasses to protect my eyes would affect the way I hit the ball. Well, last year, especially during the pandemic last summer, I came across Raya, and I'm so, so glad that I did. Raya is changing the way tennis players see the game and protect their most important performance asset, their vision. All of their eyewear is handcrafted in Italy and built specifically to enhance ball contrast and provide protection from those harmful UV rays. There's no question that they help me see the ball better, they relax my eyes in the sun, and they've become an essential part of my tennis experience. Check them out at RiaEyewear.com. That's R-I-A-Eyewear.com. Use the code PATRICK to get $20 off your first pair. I promise you will love these sunglasses. I do want to ask you, though, because you're, you're so right. And by the way, I, I, I also told myself I, I want to make sure I mention this. We don't have to get into it. Um, we can, yeah. of course. We can do anything we want. It's, a, where it's, it's sure. Kristen and Patrick, so we can do whatever the That's F right. we want. But you That's know, right. you're, you're, you're standing up for the LGBTQ, the, uh, the community, okay, and your own um, Christian upbringing. And I know you're very spiritual in that way. And God is, you know, you've talked about that. And so that, you know, that you stand up for the gay community, but then the Catholic, I mean, the Christian community comes, you know, gives you a lot of heat. And you continue to speak out in in the way that you feel strongly about. And I just want to say hats off to you for doing that. And for, because you're in a position where, like, you know, people take shots at you for whatever you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I commend you. I, I thank you for that. It means probably more to me than 
anything because, you know, when some of your own kind of turn on you, mm. it, it, it hurts, you know, yeah. and, and, and I don't mean this in an arrogant way. Please don't. I forgive them. Mm-hmm. I forgive them. And I don't, I don't really want to be judged for it. I just know this. This I know. God puts us all together the way he wants it. Okay. If it's a sin, if it was a sin to be 411, mm. you know, what would I do? Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, I'm 411. That's the way I'm built. There's that's nothing the you I can do about do. it. Right. That's right. Yeah. And that I, I don't actually mind being petite, but I, I'm saying there's, there's a way, there's just a way God put people together. And some people are straight and some people are gay. And that's my, my view mm-hmm. on it. And some Christian people still disagree with me, but that's okay. That's okay. I understand. I do. I understand. But that's my belief. Yeah. It's not a sin. Uh, absolutely. Well, listen, let me talk to you quickly because we're it's already flying by. And I want to ask you because for the girls, which was the most recent album, and then of course you did your Broadway show of it, was just phenomenal. It was a phenomenal mm-hmm. success and congrats on that. <laughs> and you know, with Ariana Grande, Dolly Parton, Reba <laughs> McIntyre, you know, you you ran the gamut of Dolly, uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson of people that you admired, uh, <laughs> Leslie Gore. Um, mm-hmm. So you pulled all, you pulled that off. And I know you were planning on doing lots more concerts as were, you know, many people, um, around the world. So when, what's, what's it going to be when this is all over? What's, what's Kristen Chenoweth going to have in store for the music world when this thing's done and you can go back out and sing in front of people again? Oh, I love this question. Thank you for asking it. Um, obviously I was supposed to tour for a year, sell my record that, that stopped Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things, you know, in the scheme of life that i I can't whine about that. You know, of course it hurts, but there's bigger problems like people in our band, our orchestras, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, the music, let's, I'm going to quickly say this. I was going to, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to make up the dates mm-hmm. for 2022. It's looking more like 2022 now because right. I just don't want to put any audience in uh, jeopardy. Right. Um, but the music, this is something that's interesting that's happened. I thought I'll just go out and do my tour for the girls, for the girls tour mm-hmm. that I missed. Right. Yes, I'm going to, yes, I will do some of this song, but what's happened with many artists, and I'm sure you, you're, you, you know of which I speak, some new music is coming to me that means more to me and it's different now because mm-hmm. I'm different because I'm, we are all in a boat that has not been a fun boat, right? Mm-hmm. So the music changes. And sometimes it's not at all what people will expect. There's there's rhythm and blues coming in me that I didn't know mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with age, I, I still got the high notes, but my voice is dropping, which is making allowing me to do some different stuff. Mm-hmm. So the music won't be for the girls. It'll be some stuff from it, but it's going to be, you know, there's a new song I found. I don't know that anybody knows called in a manner of speaking Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Desperado. I'm going to do, uh, I like to hear that. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because it's what's speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there's some stuff I've written and you know, it's not going to be for everybody, but then again, I'm not for everybody, but 
that's okay too. I just gotta, I gotta sing and say what is on my heart and mm-hmm. that's changed. So yeah, but I'm going to be back out there. Of course, as soon as I can. And it's safe. Well, you're for me. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Honey. I mean, that's you. a given. So, I mean, that is, uh, and, and there's just the last thing you. I want to ask you before, um, before we go is, uh, mm-hmm. I know you're back in Oklahoma. You got your first, yeah. um, you got your first <laughs> shot and you'll be yeah. getting, and how, how are you feeling? Did you get any side effects or the arm a little sore or, you know, what's happening? The only thing I only side effect I had is sore arm and it was pretty sore. It's kind of like, uh, mine was way more sore than like even my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, they've already gotten theirs, but they, it was pretty sore. Now today I had it two days ago today. So tons better. The next shot is in three weeks. Right. And I hear that my cousins have got it and they're like, now you're probably going to feel sick for, you could feel so still sick for a day and it won't hit you for a day. Right. So I've got two days after that to give myself. And if it takes longer, it takes longer, but I feel blessed and lucky. I, I have taken a little heat and I don't mind talking about it on this podcast for getting the vaccine because I'm not a medical in the medical field. Um, I am, however, though, um, doing camp and I am teaching some, and I, I just don't feel that it's right for me to, if I can at 52 with uh, asthma and Meniere's disease, both, Mm. I'd like to keep myself well. And I'd like to continue to try to, to put out good in the world. And I would never step in front of somebody. I just happened to get it. I, my dad called, it was happened to, you know, they're shots. If they don't use them all, as you know, they yeah, don't, you can they, go. You yeah, you can. You know, a lot of people in New York have been just showing up at the you know pharmacy. You're going late night to the Javits Center in the middle of the night. I've had some people I know mm-hmm. who just go there in the middle of the night, and uh, you don't want them running out of the shot. So absolutely. That's and so what, I did that. Yeah, that's what I did. So I'm looking for it. I'm grateful for it. I know it's not a cure, but it's a protection. I'm going to continue to mask up. Um. And I encourage people to continue to do that. It's really an easy thing to do. And um, all this work that we're doing, and when I say work, we've been doing COVID like it's our job, right? So let's not, you know, let's not ruin it by just, okay, we're all done now. Everybody's vaccinated. Can't happen. Right. We still have to be aware of it. And uh, it's there. It's not done. Well, let, We're still yeah, in it. And let's let let's hope that um, the pandemic will be done soon. As you said, we the world desperately needs the arts and yeah. Broadway to come back. And uh, cautiously optimistic that that's going to happen. And by the way, Kristen, uh, I've been in, I got invited just in the last month to actually come to Oklahoma in in October to um, to speak and participate in a you know big tennis event they do for charity there so I'm gonna make sure that I make my way to Broken Arrow because I'm gonna take my picture in front of the Kristen Chenoweth Theater okay and I, you know you don't do that I'm gonna be so mad I love you for that thanks so I will be there thank you so much for doing this you keep doing all the great oh, stuff you're doing and I can't wait no. to see you in person soon i hope very soon oh please and just just know that i i appreciate you i love you you know i love your girls all three and um 
take care of the dog. They still, yeah, yeah. We got our dog shots, and my my girls still remember going to see you uh, backstage at one of your shows, and that's still they're like they're like I'm like girls. Guess who I'm doing my podcast with tonight? <laughs> Kristen, you're talking to Kristen Chenoweth. What? Oh well, yeah, mom. You know, mom helped me out a little bit there. So, so you are you are hey, big time star. I'm glad. Yeah, you're I'm, big. I'm so glad we got to talk, babe. Me really. too. You you be good and you take care, Kristen Chenoweth. Everyone. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.